This is Carolyn Holly. Welcome to Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall. For the next half hour, you're going to be encouraged and challenged by Skip and his guests as they discuss the game plan for life. In sports, as in life, it's important to have a game plan, and as Skip says, no game plan, no victory. Game Plan for Life with Coach Skip Hall is brought to you by the following sponsors. Dutch Bros of Boise, an experience guaranteed to satisfy. Therapeutic Associates Physical Therapy, your partner in health. Bacon, you gotta love it. Mass Mutual will help you get there. And Summer's Funeral Home, every life leaves a legacy. The Eagle at North End 76 stations and on-the-fly service station on Collister and State. McDowell Specialty Repair. Hendrickson's Fine Jewelry, the place to go for that special someone. And now, here's your host for Game Plan for Life, Coach Skip Hall. Welcome to Game Plan for Life. This is your host, Skip Hall. Today on uh, our show, we've got a special guest, a man that's a stranger to nobody here in the Treasure Valley, uh, Gene Blameyer. Gene was the uh, former longtime athletic director at Boise State, and uh, under his watch, why tremendous things happened. So we're going to hear about all that. But first of all, Gene, welcome to Game Plan for Life. Well, thanks, Skip. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, let's uh, let's kind of go back in time and uh, and hear your story, where you grew up, and kind of march us uh, through the years and, and up to this point. All right, I'll see if I can do that. Uh, <laughs> I was uh, uh, the youngest of, of five kids in our family. Uh, my dad was uh, uh, in the Air Force, and uh, we were raised. I was raised primarily in Southern California. My dad was in the space program, and uh, we didn't move around quite as often as a typical military family because of his focus on the of the space program. So uh, I was raised in uh, San Pedro, which is in Los Angeles. It's actually the port of Los Angeles, and uh, was there uh, until the beginning of the seventh grade when we moved to Vandenberg Air Force Base, which was three hours up the, the coast of California. And my dad was the commander of the Western Test Range mm-hmm. there for mm-hmm. two years. Then we moved back uh, to Los Angeles, and uh, he was working at the Space and Missiles Systems Organization, SAMSO, okay. Okay. In, uh, in Southern California. And we were there until uh, the beginning of my senior year in high school, and uh, lo and behold, my dad came home and said he was retiring from the Air Force and uh, was going to go to work for Morrison Knutson. We're moving. <laughs> We're moving to Boise, Idaho. And I said, oh, my goodness. Where's that? Uh, where's that? And, uh, you know, going into my senior year, that was uh, a little traumatic, yeah, uh, to bet. say the least, because all of my – Childhood friends uh, were yep. there, and I was active in sports. I right. played football, basketball, and baseball sure. in high school. And so, uh, and we had moved once when one of my older brothers was going into his senior year in high school, and he got to stay up there at Vandenberg. He got to stay with the principal of the high school. No kidding. He was the, actually, and he was the quarterback yeah. on the football team, so <laughs> they, they didn't want him to leave. There was some motivation by him, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so I said, well, you know, Ted got to stay, uh, so I'd like to stay in in San Pedro. And my dad said, no, we did that once, and uh, we're not going to do that again. So mm-hmm. we uh, we came to Boise. You know, it was, uh, it was a tough time for a while, but what I remember most about that was 
we left San Pedro. My brother Ted and I were driving, mm-hmm. and my, my folks were driving in the other car. But we we went to a Fellowship of Christian Athletes camp mm-hmm. along the way, mm-hmm. which was up in Santa Barbara. Mm-hmm. So we packed up, went to Santa Barbara, went to the FCA camp, and then drove in here to Boise sure. for the move. Mm-hmm. And that that was made a significant impact on me mm-hmm. because I was in – uh, rebellion at the time. I was very uh, upset at my folks I'll that uh, yep. my brother got to stay and and I don't. Mm-hmm. And uh, but going to that camp right there was a, a significant uh, moment in my life because yeah. during that week I was able to to really talk to a lot of other. Uh, people sure. about my situation sure. and you know got to complain about it yeah. but also uh, got to pray and ask for guidance yep. and help yes and uh, by the end of leaving that uh, that camp it was hey instead of this being a bad thing or i'm being uh, somehow cheated it was hey this is an opportunity mm-hmm. for you and it's all about attitude. Yeah. And how you this is a new adventure in your life. Yeah. How we if, handle it. Yeah. How you handle it. And if you have a positive attitude, uh this could be a, a great thing. Mm-hmm. And that uh that made a world of a difference well, for me because sure. when we drove into town, I had a smile on my face mm. and my brother Ted was much more of an extrovert than I was. Yeah. And uh he was he was going to be here for about a month before he went back to to college he was playing football at stanford okay. at the time and so he kind of took me under his wing as he always did mm-hmm. and uh we got here to boise and started going around to the high schools and working out with the the players that were you know involved in summer mm-hmm. workouts and uh that's that's kind of how I got to Boise. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then you went to Bora High School. Ended up going to Bora. Yeah. Uh, I had gone around to the, all the high schools, and and I, I was a quarterback uh, in in Los Angeles, but I I didn't feel like I could come to a new town and yeah. walk in here and be the quarterback. So I decided I was going to play wide receiver. Okay, and then I played defense also. But mm-hmm. um, so I wanted to. I was looking for a quarterback. Yeah, I, and I went around and I I got to work out with all four of the local high schools and Mark Lindgren was uh, was the quarterback mm-hmm. at Bora and of course Bora had a tremendous oh under D Pancras D yeah. Pancras and the history there yeah. uh, was unparalleled and mm-hmm. and so my parents did say as a concession to the move that. Uh, they would move into the school district of my choice. That you chose. Okay. <clears throat> so they rented a house for the first couple of months. And then when I said I, I wanted to go to Bora, right. then we moved into the Bora school district. Okay. So yeah, that, that was an important thing. I know we we moved our son to Boise, of course, and he had to go through the same thing. And it's it's hard at first, but I'll tell you, it, it turned out to be a real blessing for him. And right. I'm sure you feel that way, too. Well, then it was on to UCLA. Well, yeah, I was uh, uh, fortunate enough uh, to get uh, get recruited by uh, a number of schools. And, and having grown up in Los Angeles, <clears throat> um, was very familiar with uh, with that area. I think if we had stayed in Los Angeles, I would not have thought about going to UCLA. Okay, uh, because I just felt like 
college was a time to mm-hmm. to move away from home. But being here in Boise and uh, Pepper Rogers, Pepper was, Rogers, yeah, he was at Kansas. Uh, but late in, in in about early February, he got the job at UCLA, okay. and I was being recruited by Kansas. Okay, uh, but I didn't want to go to Kansas. Right when. Uh, when Ron Ney was the assistant coach at the time, working for Pepper, yeah. and he had been recruiting me to Kansas, and I, I was very polite, and I said, you know, Coach, I just <laughs> I don't have any interest in Kansas. Yeah. And so he calls me uh, the next time I hear from him, and I say, Coach, I, I told you I, I don't have any interest. And he goes, Gene, we're not at Kansas anymore. We're at UCLA, <laughs> yeah. and uh, we'd like schools. you to come take a look. And I said, well, now I am interested. Yeah, so. Ron Ney was was that guy, and so I went down and and uh, decided to to accept a, a and, and scholarship. And you played tight end for the Bruins. Yeah, I went there. I was recruited as a wide receiver, but <clears throat> when Pepper Rogers yeah, got the he, job, he yeah. came in and I signed. Dennis Dummett had just broken every passing record in UCLA history, and UCLA was throwing the ball obviously under pro throw, and. When Pepper came in, after I signed, about a month later, they make the announcement that they're switching to the to the wishbone. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, oh, my gosh, that's, that's not good for me. I really, at that time, thought more about the educational aspect of it. Mm-hmm. In high school, I had been injured several times. I had a knee uh, surgery, and I had two shoulder operations. And so I knew that um, uh, I needed to look at a school – that, yeah. that I wanted to go to, and that you know football could end any time, right. and that I shouldn't base my decision on football. I went there, and even though they changed the offense, uh, that really didn't deter my decision yeah. because I went there for the the whole package, and uh, decided that hey, I didn't want to. Th- there was only one wide receiver position right. in the wishbone, and they really don't do much, no, to be honest no. with you. So I said, hey, I'll, I'll move in and play tight end and at least block a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was a light tight end uh, for four years at, at lean, UCLA. Lean and mean. <laughs> well, at least lean. Yeah, well, uh, you had a good career because I know you were named the outstanding senior mm-hmm. by the UCLA Alumni Association. So that's got to be uh, pretty impressive. And then after graduation in 75, you then attended law school. Yeah, I uh, I really didn't know what I wanted to do when I graduated from UCLA. I enjoyed school, but I, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. Uh, I was uh, a, a number of my friends at UCLA were going to law school. I really had no uh, interest in law as an undergraduate student. I was a sociology major, but I was living with a guy that was in law school, and and two or three of my close friends were going to law school. And so I said, well, why don't I take a look at that? The one thing I did know is that a law degree doesn't limit you sure. at all and that it's it's a good background to have. And, and so I, I said, well, why don't I do that? And so uh, I was accepted to Loyola Law School there in Los Angeles, stayed living in, in West L.A. Mm-hmm. where I had been and uh, ended up going to, to Loyola Law School. Uh, it's a three-year program. <clears throat> After two years, a, a position opened at UCLA uh, in the athletic department mm-hmm. as the academic advisor for okay. the for the athletes, and uh, 
I was still very close to the program, living there and and hanging out around mm-hmm. there a lot and mm-hmm. working out there. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that really appealed to me. I was fortunate enough. They hired me to be the first athletic academic advisor that mm-hmm. they had in mm-hmm. the department. And then I was able to to finish law school. Fortunately, Loyola had a night program. And so I worked during the day and then uh, went to school, at, to school night. at night. And mm-hmm. it, it took me one extra semester to do sure. that. Sure, sure. But that, that got me into <clears throat> athletic administration, yeah. Yeah. which I really had not considered up until that point in time. And I was there at UCLA in that position uh, for f- four or five years yeah. and realized that I, I really enjoyed it and uh, came up. My, my parents were living here in Boise, and, and I came up, you know, for Christmas and, and other times. And in 1980, I uh, came up for Christmas, and uh, a neighbor of my dad's, we're, we were talking, and he said, uh, "Hey, you know, Lyle Smith is retiring, retiring. at uh, at Boise State, yeah. and uh, why don't you apply for the athletic director's job?" And I chuckled, and uh, I said, "Hey, I'm I'm 27 years old. They're not they're not going to hire me as the athletic director." And but he he persisted, and he just said, "Well, what do you have to lose?" That's you right. know, and and I thought about that, and I said, "Well, no, I I, I don't have anything to lose. Maybe I'll." It's always a good experience to go through interviews sure. if, if you're fortunate enough to get it mm-hmm. and to get an interview. And, and so I applied and uh, not at all expecting to, to get the job, but thinking maybe I could get an interview. And as it turned out, they, uh, they hired Mike Mullally, who was the athletic director at the time at Cal State Fullerton, right, right. Down, just down the road from where I was at UCLA. And he had a close friend of his was working at UCLA. And so he got the job and the vice president at Boise state at the time, Dr. Bullington recommended to, Mm -hmm. to uh, Mike Mullally says, Hey, you need to hire an assistant because the assistant at that time was Ron Stevenson, who became the commissioner of the big sky conference. And so, you know, Ron and Lyle had been at Boise State uh, for, I think, 14 or 15 years. Ron was there. Lyle, of course, was there for, I think, 38 yeah, years. Yeah. So there had been no openings for decades mm. at Boise State. And all yeah. of a sudden, there were two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Mike Mullally gets hired as the athletic director, and uh, I get recommended to him. And uh, he called his buddy. Uh, at UCLA who knew me, of course, mm-hmm. and he called and asked if I'd be interested, and I said, absolutely. Sure. And so he said, well, why don't you drive drive down the freeway uh, after work today, and we'll talk. Mm-hmm. And so uh, uh, I did that, and uh, he offered me the job. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Mike and I started uh, here at, at Boise State in the summer of uh, 1981. And, right, uh, but he only lasted not even a year, right? He only lasted seven months. Wow. Yeah, and then he was uh, he was let go, and uh, President Kaiser uh, at the time said, you know, that's a whole story in itself. Yeah, when Mike yeah. got fired <laughs> right before a basketball yeah. game there, and but he said, hey, he wanted me to be the athletic director and not not an interim director, but the athletic director mm-hmm. that they had gone. And done a national search the year before, and 
So he offered me the job there, and so I happened to be at the right place yeah, at the right yeah, time. I was, yeah. I mean, that just doesn't happen. I was 28 years yeah, old. Yeah, you got the tap on the shoulder, and, yeah. and obviously that was the springboard into some amazing things in the years uh, after that. Of course, uh, after you became the uh, the athletic director at Boise State, why there were like three conference changes, as I recall: Big Sky, uh, Big West. Western Athletic Conference, and, and then ultimately the Mountain was yeah, four. Yeah. yeah, we were we were one double A, and uh, we're in the Big Sky Conference. And Jim Kreiner was the was the head coach, which was interesting because uh, Coach Kreiner was at UCLA right. as the as a line coach when yep. I played there. Yeah, and so he and I go back a long ways, and uh, so he was the the first coach uh, that. Uh, uh, was here mm-hmm. when I became the athletic director, and then uh, a number of coaches. Uh, Absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> including yours truly. We spent six years together at Boise right. State, and right. and the Big Sky was was a lot of fun, a lot of good football, and some very competitive uh, teams at the time. Oh yeah, not nearly the facilities or the budgets or anything that you know is going on today, but. Right. But you know, people just they they love to play the game, they love to coach the game, and so it was it was a it was a meaningful time. No question. And you have the Montana schools, yeah. uh, and you go up there, and there's they have eighteen twenty thousand oh, yeah. people at those yeah. games, yeah. and of course Nevada was in the conference right. at the time. Northern Arizona was always a, a oh, fun yeah. place to to go play. Weber State. Uh, and uh, it, it was a it was a great conference, and and still doing very well to this day yeah. with Eastern Washington oh, yeah. playing in the oh, national yeah. championship a couple no, weeks no ago. No question, no question. But yeah. you know, as I look back and in, in my thirty year coaching career, why I think the story, the the Boise State football story, the the growth of the program from where they were to where they are today, it's got to be one of the best stories, maybe the best story in college football. I mean, it's just been a tremendous rise, and and through the different uh, levels and through the different conferences, and of course, Boise is a is a big football community, as you well know. And uh, so, how many years were you here in all? Thirty years. Thirty years at Boise State. At Boise State, and a lot of things. I mean, we could talk about all kinds of stuff. But what was really special to you during that time? Well, uh, a, a lot of things. Uh, it was. It was special being able to work here in this community where I had gone to high school mm-hmm. and where uh, my parents lived and uh, uh, my sister and, and her family uh, were living here. I got a, a brother, John, who was in Twin Falls at the right, time and right. is now here in, in Boise. Yep. So to, to have family uh, nearby and to be able to, to work where I went to high school and uh, – I uh, had a great experience there at Bora High School. Uh, that was that was special. This was a place where we wanted to raise a family. Yeah. When we moved from Southern California in, in 1978, we had a one-year-old daughter, Mary Beth, uh, who was born down there, and then came up here and we had three more children. Mm-hmm. And so to be able to raise our family uh, here in this community was very special. And then the excitement of what we were able to do and what Boise State was able to do was, you know, really icing on the cake. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah. was, as you said, a very special 
time. Oh, yeah. I say the growth uh, is, is just phenomenal. And obviously a lot of facilities. And, well, the, the football facility is named after you, Blameyer Football Center. And, and that's a real tribute to you because you went out and, and you got people behind the, the project and, and helped raise the money to do the stuff that they needed to do. So. Huh. That's a real coup for you, Gene, and uh, a lot of other things, too. I mean, we could go through all, a whole list of things, but, I mean, the, the academics improved so much, I think, at Boise State. And that right. was, when I came in as coach in 1987, that was one of our biggest challenges. Is, uh, I, <laughs> I was here about two weeks, and I thought I'd made a horrible decision because I got the grades. Mm-hmm. of the players and a lot of them were academically ineligible or just barely s- scraping by and so we made a concerted effort to really work hard on the academic integrity and recruit young men that wanted to go to school wanted the academics and also had some character about them right. and i think that has just every step of the way each coach that's come in i think has added another layer to it and and obviously that's where we are today with the broncos so like I say, a tremendous, tremendous story. Well, I want to talk a little bit, too. While, while both of us were here, we actually uh, started and helped launch FCA here in Idaho. That's right. And I can still remember the banquet we had with uh, Steve Largen and Jim Zorn came to speak. And yeah. we had uh, several hundred people that came. And, and that was kind of the launch of FCA. But it was... It took a while. It was it was hard, and, and we needed to get the right person in place to lead it. Right. And, of course, now today with Ken Lewis there and, 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 uh, and a great board supporting him, and, and he's got some, some people working with him now. I think he's got right. three or four people that and, – instead Staff, of a one-man yeah. band. And, right. But right. Uh, it's just been really, really neat to see FCA, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, uh, blossom here in the state of Idaho. What are your feelings about it? I know you've been on the board and all that. What's Oh, well, uh, it, it's been tremendous. It's something very excited about and, and proud of that – and, and Ken, as you mentioned, has done a phenomenal job. When when you and I were trying to get this started, uh, I think we went through three or four yep. uh, directors, and it, it wasn't their fault. It was we, we just weren't set up had to, get to the support right fit them, and yeah, and and needed to come up with a board that could really get out and do the fundraising, so that the director could could focus on the ministry, right, and not have to worry about how they were going to feed their family. Yep. But uh, I was introduced to the Fellowship of Christian Athletes when I was 15 years old Mm -hmm. down in Southern California and went to my first camp because of the urging of my brother Ted uh, down in San Diego. And Tom Landry, Coach Landry, was the featured speaker there. And to this day, I'll never forget. uh, So there's a hook there. Never forget that. (laughs) And. That really changed my life, uh, that camp. I, I was excited to go. I didn't know anything about it, and my brother just said, hey, just come. And I go, well, I get the athletic part, but I mean, what's this Christian part? You know? yeah. And he goes, you'll enjoy it. You'll Trust me, it. you'll yeah. enjoy yeah. it. And, and uh, so I went and uh, didn't know what to expect, but it really changed my mm-hmm. spiritual life. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, uh, I was raised in a Christian family and uh, a church-going family, so sure. I had the background. Sure. And I I knew the message. I had all of the background, but I did not have a personal relationship with mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I went to that camp, here were my idols. Yeah. Coach Landry and and a number of great cool. players, college players and professional players who were sitting there 
talking about Jesus Christ, and, yep. and I, of course, recognized all that. But then they they were talking about a personal relationship, yeah. and I was going, wait a minute. Yeah. You know, my relationship was you yeah. looking at an altar and uh, yeah. uh, rising smoke and, and yep. awe. Yep. And so I said, hey, there there's something here that uh, I hadn't heard before. Right. At 15 years old, I was a sophomore in high school. Uh, that changed my life, yeah. uh, FCA. And, and so I've tried to and wanted to be involved uh, in some way, shape, or form right, right. in FCA ever right, since. Right. And it was a blessing when you came on staff uh, at Boise State mm. because you were familiar with it. Yep. Uh, with our backgrounds, made a commitment to yep. try well, to get the thing going. we got launched, and it yep. took a while to really catch fire, but, man, it's going good now. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Well, one piece uh, that I want to touch on here, we just got a, a little more, a little over a minute to go, but uh, after you left Boise State, you were at San Jose State for a while, and was it two years? Five years. Five years. Okay. Yeah, Time flies. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and now you're retired and living in McCall. That's right. That's and right. What, My uh, wife what, and I are, are in, in God's country. There you and, go. And uh, uh, just very, very fortunate and very blessed yeah. to be up there. You know, I got some advice from a, a colleague of mine uh, who was a former athletic director for years. And, and when he heard I was retiring, he said, don't don't commit to anything for the first year. No, take you some know, time. Just take some time. Take some time. Uh, Something will come up. Make a bucket yeah. list. Uh, sit down with your wife. Yep. If you want to travel, travel while you have your health. Yep. And, uh, you know, we're both 65 yep. and uh, fortunately in, in good health. Yep. And so we're able to do that. Oh, that's um, great. Before you commit to getting involved. Jumping but, in again, yeah. Uh, so, and I, I did that. And now the second year, I'm back involved with FCA, yep. involved with the, the uh, famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Yep. My wife and I are... Uh, getting involved with uh, the new library good. expansion. Good. Well, there's up plenty in of good things to get exactly. involved with. Exactly. Well, again, we've been visiting with Gene Blamire, the longtime uh, athletic director at Boise State, and who's now retired, and he and his wife, Danelle, live in McCall. So, Gene, we just want to thank you for being a guest on Game Plan for Life and for all that you're doing for so many. Oh, thank you, Skip. It was a pleasure. Game Plan for Life with Coach Skip Hall is brought to you by the following sponsors. Christian Brothers Automotive. Security Gold and Silver, a reliable source for your bullion investment. Domino's. Oh, yes, we did. Allen Marsh Travel Center. Clothesline Cleaners. Visit clotheslinecleaners.com. Rocket Express Car Wash. It's a blast. And Hoffman Auto Body. Hoffman Auto Body, someone you can trust. If you would like more information on how you and your business can become a sponsor of Game Plan for Life with Coach Skip Hall, just call the radio station at 208-377-3790 and someone will help you get in the game. Thank you for listening to Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall. This is Carolyn Holly inviting you to listen at this same time on this same station next Saturday. As Skip and his guests go over the game plan for life. Have a great weekend. And remember, no game plan, no victory.